We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. <laughs> Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is the Wolf and Luke show. And Wolf, obviously a heavy football day after what happened uh, on Friday night with the preseason officially beginning for the Cardinals. Week one of the preseason officially in the books with that Raiders-Vikings game yesterday. Uh, but I do want to talk a little basketball because the Phoenix Suns, it would appear, are going to be playing on Christmas Day again, this time against Denver. And if that is the case, then for the second straight year here in the Valley, we're going to have the Cardinals and Suns playing on Christmas wow, Day. Wow, man. <laughs> How many times has that happened in the past? I, I can't think of any. Certainly, I can't think of any here. I, I mean, mean think was, about it. Cities that have hosted back-to-back Christmas appearances for their football team and their basketball team. That's well. I, I think I think the Suns game will be in Denver. Um, but either way, but they're still, still playing. Even, still yeah, play, just yeah. the fact they're even playing on Christmas Day—that is really your thoughts on this. What do you think about this, Luke? I think. Honestly, I think for both teams, it says something about their national profile. It's not a shock the Suns are playing on Christmas Day. Uh, or at least it wasn't last year, I should say. They did kind of fade out this year, didn't they? Maybe it shouldn't be a shock that they're playing, but maybe it wasn't as much of a given as I was assuming. Not every team that gets to the second round gets to play on Christmas you Day. You could say the next that year. about both these teams. Yeah, it's true. The it's Arizona true. Cardinals and how they went ahead and finished, and then the Suns as well, right here. Listen, I, I think the. The basketball universe still thinks the Suns are going to be a compelling story this season. They should be. That's the reason why. That's the reason why they're playing on Christmas Day. Why do you think that is? I think you have to start with Devin Booker. You have to start with D Book. He is a superstar for the Phoenix Suns, and he's truly got to take that next step to become legendary. But it is interesting. He's on the cover of the NBA 2K23 video mm-hmm. game as well, right? He's on that. And I know there were a lot of people, the hue and cry, that it was a Phoenix on, and it was Devin Booker that was actually on the NBA 2K23 video game cover. Yet at the same time, I think it's indicative of the, of this team and the profile overall. The profile has definitely expanded nationally. Can't you say that about the Cardinals as well? I mean, if you're if you're comparing the two teams, the Suns obviously made it to the finals two years ago. The Cardinals haven't been to the Super Bowl in over a decade. But I think if you are a Valley sports fan and you think about the emotional roller coaster you have been on over the last two years with these teams, I mean, the fact that you are as frustrated as you probably are right now at the Phoenix Suns for the way their season ended or at the Cardinals for the way their season ended. You know, a few years ago, it was just kind of like, hey, I'm excited. You know, the Cardinals have a game today or, hey, the Suns won their 24th game this season or whatever. When you raise the bar and the expectations get raised like that and your profile gets raised like that nationally, it hurts more when you lose. We've already endured that. We don't necessarily need to keep enduring that. But the fact that they're both playing on Christmas for the second straight year is an indicator that whether it's because you have Devin Booker and Kyler Murray or because the teams are trending in the right direction, people around the country are taking notice. 
and that is it right there honestly that's that's what happens when you got guys like Devin Booker that are superstars guys whose profiles of course are expanding massively um yeah you want to get them on television that's good TV right there and the same could be said about Kyler Murray to your point Kyler Murray is good TV you you want Kyler Murray and all of that talent you want him Playing in a game, of course. You want to nationally televise that game. And the same could be said about Devin Booker and the fact he could drop 40 any night. Arizona Sports. Kevin Durant. Watch. The latest on KD to the Suns with Wolf and Luke. All right, Wolf, I didn't expect to be doing a Kevin Durant update today. Nor did I. Did you see uh, Mark Stein wrote this over the weekend? And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's it's a little bit long to read on the air. But uh, one of the things he said was during Summer League in Vegas, he talked to somebody that he called one of the most well-connected team executives he speaks to regularly. And that person insisted that KD was more apt to retire than play again for Brooklyn. Okay, so that was Whoa. now. This is a few weeks. That he said that was early July. Um, so he, okay. he, he has a lot more in his uh, in his story. You can you can follow all this. Uh, you can follow Mark Stein at the Stein Line. You can find all this stuff. But um, he he talks again about how unrealistic it is. It seems at least that KD would play for Brooklyn this season. And then his last paragraph: If Durant hasn't been traded by then, the end of the, the off season. There's a growing expectation in league circles he will continue trying to cause as much of a ruckus behind the scenes to try to prod the Nets into lowering their asking price to at last facilitate a deal. If it wasn't apparent by now, he really wants that trade to Phoenix or Miami or maybe even Boston or Philadelphia. No matter what it does to his reputation when he hasn't played a single game yet under the four-year, $194 million contract extension he signed a year ago. Oh, my goodness. So your reaction to that is what, Luke? Um, I, I think if this had come out a few weeks ago, it would have been a bigger story to me. It's still a big story. But I also think Durant made it pretty clear with that meeting with Joe Sy a week and a half ago that he's not coming back to Brooklyn. The fact he would retire, honestly retire. That seems crazy. That, that to me. I, I don't. Seems I don't believe absurd that. Absurd to me, and I. I don't believe that at all. I'm sorry. I know this guy is so well connected. Yet to say that, but I don't think he'll sounds, play for Brooklyn. That right there sounds like a plant. That's what that sounds. like. I agree, but he somebody could just from sit. the Kevin Durant um, party. Let's put it that way. Somebody from the Durant perspective wanted to get that he'd even retire before he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. stop it no but, way but I I do take from that he ain't playing for Brooklyn again this year if that's their plan hey we'll just you know kind of wait this out no you're not waiting it out for four years he's getting traded yeah it'd be really really cool to to know what Kevin Durant really truly wants um, we've been told obviously through the media what he's wanted but it'd really be great to hear from Kevin Durant as well yeah because if he did if he dug his heels in and said I, I want to be a Phoenix Sun I want to go and play with the Phoenix Suns he would be a Phoenix Sun. Well, that was my other takeaway, that last sentence. He really wants that trade to Phoenix or Miami or maybe Boston or, or maybe Philadelphia. Like, okay, if it, if it was just he really wants that trade to Phoenix, that kind of changes everything, doesn't it?
All right, we come back. Three Cardinals are in the first half of the NFL's top 100. Who else could still make the list? And why did one of them drop almost 50 spots? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Zones and Dakota Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Wolf, have you ever had a rattlesnake in your house? Um, no, but I do remember when I moved here, of course, from St. Louis, Missouri, I do remember moving here and my neighbor across the street having a rattlesnake. And suddenly I had to go get Bob Clasby from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston had to go get Bob Clasby. Yeah, Boston Bob. Also known as House, still lives here, ladies and gentlemen. What up, House? Um, One of my best friends and teammate, roommate, as a matter of fact, he lived two doors down, so he got out there and got a rake, and I grabbed a four iron, and we hacked this rattlesnake's heads off, head off. We hacked it off. He held it down, and I hacked it off. And what's amazing about that basin onions is the fact the rattlesnake still moved for like an hour after after his head was cut off. No, what's amazing about that is that you had a rattlesnake story ready, and you had no idea if I was going to ask you that or not. I know. Yeah. Why? Uh, you, well, because J.J. Oh, Watt hasn't either. J.J. Did you hear how that finally ended? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> he called some guy to come in, and the guy's like, that's not a rattlesnake. He just picked up his hands <laughs> and left. <laughs> Man, I don't know about that, too. I thought that was interesting. Would you do that? Even if it wasn't a rattlesnake, uh, even a garden snake, well, you will bite, right? I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. But this was like a like snake guy, up. I think. I will tell you that there was a guy named Gene Chilton, Gene Gene the Coke machine. He was like a Coke machine. He was built like that. He was 6'3", 360 pounds. It was unbelievable. He was a center out of Texas, as a matter of fact. He wasn't a wide receiver. He said he'd go out with his buddies, they'd have a couple of drinks. Okay, now this is in high school. Now okay. think about this. This is bad. High school kids don't do this. This is bad. But he said he was a senior in high school. He'd go out and his buddies would have a couple of drinks and they'd pick up a rattlesnake by its tail. One guy would distract it. The other one would walk up behind it, pick it up and snap its neck. Just snap it. You can take a rattlesnake and snap its neck. I never knew you could do that. I don't know how if many you things. Shake it like a whip. You but just that's said. what Gene Chilton said he used to do. <laughs> that I need to tell people not to go try to do. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it's anything bad. Wolf just said. This entire segment, don't do any of it. I'm just saying, it's bad. But he said he used to do it all the time. I don't know. All right. Uh, over to the top 100. The obvious transition now is over to the NFL's top 100. They have uh, they've released players 100 through 51 for this year. They're going to release the next 30 players this upcoming Sunday. Now, in these first 50, Wolf 100 through uh, 51, no. there are three Cardinals. Okay, James Conner, who wasn't on the list last James year. James Conner, number eighty. Number he's 80. been ranked higher than that before he was in twenty nineteen. Yes, believe, correct. Uh, I believe so. Yes, but he he wasn't even on the list last year. Buddha Baker at sixty seven. We'll get to him in a second. Kyler Murray at fifty seven. So okay, Buddha was nineteen last year. <laughs> what? 
did I miss something? Did he suddenly yeah. not be as good as fo- at football as he was a year ago at yeah, this time? that's really weird right there because one of the knocks, of course, against Buddha has always been the fact that he did not come up with a lot of interceptions. Well, now he's doing it. So now he's doing it. What, you, you drop him? Okay, who knows? Listen, this is really interesting because this is uh, voted on by players. And that always becomes a mess to me when you do it. <laughs> because a lot of times there are a lot of players, Basinonians, that have prejudices against certain people because somebody jigged them in the eye when they were out there Understandable. playing. And you like guys, you, you have a tendency to like certain guys, and you have a tendency to really not like certain guys that are out in the field that play for other teams, obviously. And sometimes when you think you've got a player that is really, really good on your team and you'd like his profile to increase, like Buda Baker as a safety, a lot of times you won't vote for other safeties around the league because you don't want them to actually get that kind of credit, hoping your guy, Buda, of course, will get the credit, if you know what I mean. So it's it's always a dicey proposition. You don't know if these guys are voting their heart or sometimes voting because they've got a hidden agenda. Well, yeah, and that's all fair. And, and you're right. I mean, the methodology can be called into question for sure. But if you if you set that aside for a second, there's a chance these are the only three Cardinals on the list. Last year on the list, J.J. Watt was 66. I don't know if we're going to see his profile raised this year. He was he was hurt most of last year. Kyler was 39. He dropped to 57. Buddha, like I said, was 19. He dropped to 67. And DeAndre Hopkins was 8. But Hopkins missed half of last year. So yeah. I don't know how much they're going to hold that against him. I don't understand why Kyler and Buddha really dropped. The Cardinals won more games last year than they did the year before. They were yeah. a better team last year than they were in 2020. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I thought maybe Jalen Thompson would crack the top 100. I thought maybe Jalen would hit number 99, somewhere in there. But okay, that's great. He's still not there yet. I get that. They had to make room for that, a fullback at 100. Oh, <laughs> did you notice that, Kyle Use Jack? What up, Kyle? A kicker and a fullback. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, we'll never The mind. kicker. Oh, okay. Seriously. Okay, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Wolf's but calling you, out fullback plays on the replay of Tennessee-Baltimore in the there, studio during the breaks. There are three guys that I thought would have made this list um, that aren't on the list. And that is D-Hop, J.J. Watt, and Zach Ertz. I don't see any of those guys being in the top 50. I don't. Not if all the other Cardinals dropped. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're going to tell me Buddha dropped almost 50 spots, I can't see J.J. Watt moving up almost 50 spots. Maybe, maybe D-Hop. Maybe, Just because everybody knows how good he is when he plays. Right, exactly. Yeah. Maybe D-Hop is going to crack the top 50. I, th- I think, I'm going to say, see, it's weird, though, because he didn't play half of last year, and he's not going to play a six I know, but year. he was number eight? Yeah, I think, I'm going to say. about top 10? Okay, give me a number. Suddenly he's dropped out of it? Give me a number for D-Hop. I, I think D-Hop's going to be 37. Oh, you think it's going to be 49? Yeah, okay. so how about that? Okay, so 49. I have D-Hop at 37. You have him at 49. That's the only Cardinal we have left Oh, yeah, I, I love what we're doing. Maloney, come on now. All right? Where do you think D-Hop is going to be? Do you think he's dropped out? No, I don't think he's dropped out. Okay. I would say maybe in the 30 range. Oh, 30. Are you going to say 30? I'll say 24. <laughs> oh, 24. Wow, that's not even in the 30 range. Okay. 
If nothing else, we should play. Well, the fullback got me. That is bold right there. No doubt. That is a bold Maloney's pick. like, he's got to be ahead Why of a Maloney? fullback, so he's got to be in the top 50. Well, remember when Chandler Jones didn't even make the top 100? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that very, very well. But again, these are these are players, and players have agendas from time to time. I mean, also, I'm, I'm guessing if you're a player, this isn't your top priority during the season. Like, you're, you're halfway third quarter of a game, i got to get back in there and fill out that top 100 list. Yeah, they did it, though, in the offseason, oh, right? Really? right? I mean, there's what? I do have a question, because the NFL top 100 is voted on by your peers. Yes. And you yourself has, have said that is the most respect when you are voted in by your peers. Yes. So do you think that some of these Cardinals are a little upset with what these peers voted them as. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I will tell you that the Pro Bowl, of course, always used to vote like this. And it really meant so much to all the other players that the players would say, you, you actually are better than anybody else. And they would vote you into the Pro Bowl. Your peers would do that. Again, there were guys that had agendas. There were guys that didn't, I don't like that guy. He's a jerk out on the field, which typically made me stand up and some other people and say, that's exactly why we had to vote for him, because he wasn't trying to win your vote out on the field. He was trying to jig you in the eye. He wasn't catering to the speaking, audience. Or maybe, or, maybe, or literally speaking. Yeah, or maybe literally right there. So, again, there are a lot of guys that have that. But more times than not, it's the best way to do it. Here's the thing that is different. You used to vote in front of your entire team. So you would stand up and vote. If you were the running back room, you would vote for certain linebackers. And you would have to say it in front of the team. Where you'd have some guys going, you're going to vote for that, Jag? Or you're going to vote for that? Whatever it may be, there was accountability inside the room. This, there's no accountability whatsoever. If you've got a personal agenda, if you've got a personal prejudice, you're going to go ahead and you're going to be able to apply it. With impunity. All right, so you have 49 for D-Hop. I have 37. Maloney has 24. So we'll know about this Sunday. We'll know. Okay. All right, uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, you can become a champion of hope. It's a chance to bring just a little bit of joy to a child working hard to get well. Give-a-thon week for Phoenix Children's continues next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and the Arizona Sports App. Give-A-Thon on the Wolf and Luke Show. That is the Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Akchin Indian community if you want to call in and give back. Desert Financial Phone Bank, 602-933-4567. That's the number to call, 602-933-4567. Wolf, you can become a champion of hope. If you can't, if you have an issue with the phone or whatever, you can text GIVE to 620-620 or text GIVE to 411-923. You know, the biggest thing, I think there's a lot of people that are listening right now. You can really truly make a difference. Um, Make a difference here in the state of Arizona. Make a difference here in the city of Phoenix. Make a difference with a hospital, of course, in Phoenix Children's that is one of the finest in the world. And make a difference with the families and our neighbors 
by rallying around them right now. There are children, of course, that are hurting and families that need to be supported as well. The children that are facing life and death circumstances. And we need to help them. And that's the reason why 602-933-4567, 602-933-4567, put that in your phone right now. Yeah, and we've got somebody helping them right now. Wolf, here's a check presentation. I'm sitting here now with Jessica Walls from Toll Brothers Arizona. She is the Senior Lifestyle Director with Toll Brothers Arizona. Sarah, thanks for having me today. So set the scene for us. What is a rubber duck race and how does that then lead to money for Phoenix children? So the rubber duck races started in 2021. Uh, myself and my other lifestyle director, Renee Hall, host an event every year where we bring the membership together and within Sterling Grove Golf and Country Club, a lot of our amenity areas feature waterways. So we sell rubber ducks, we bring the community together, we've got music and food trucks, and we race, and then we pick the top winners, and then all of the remainder of the proceeds go directly to Phoenix Children's Hospital, in addition to the donations that we receive, the trade partner donations, and our team member donations. We upped the ante this year, and we made a goal of $50,000, and we had a phenomenal member who moved into the community that actually donated $50,000 directly to the um organizations. So we were able to raise almost $80,000 this year, which well exceeded our goal. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. That is tremendous. Yeah. Thank you so much to, to Toll Brothers Arizona and to that one person in particular who stepped yeah, up with it a $50,000 donation. That yeah. is almost $80,000 donated from Toll Brothers Arizona this year alone. Thank you so much, Jessica. And thank you so much to, to your group that has stepped up. Thank you very much. We really appreciate all the support that we get. It takes a village for sure. Mm, no question. Wow, eighty thousand right there from Toll Brothers. That's uh, that's pretty solid right there, Wolf. That's, no, that um, that's is, what it's all about. That is great right there. Thank you so much to Toll Brothers. Uh, all right, it's time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. This is uh, Scott Meyer's story. The doctor Scott Meyer was fresh out of veterinary school and he caught the giveathon on the radio while driving through Phoenix. He didn't have any kids or friends or family at PCH, but he was so struck by the stories of PCH patients that happens a lot that he felt a calling to help. So. This is Dr. Scott Meyer's story. My name is Dr. Scott Meyer, and this is my story. For me, it felt right to call him and donate something that I could to be a part of this call. In 2004, uh, graduating from veterinary school at Colorado State University, driving through my hometown of Phoenix area, coming into radio range, the Giveathon was on. A story came on about a child going through cancer or some ailment at Phoenix Children's Hospital, and instead of turning the channel, I kept it on to listen to that story. And one story followed by the other story, and it seemed like there was a way I could help. I needed to do something to give back, and this, what I gave back to. So I called in and then pledged half my bank account. Working living in California for the next 10 years, I was always looking on the website to see when the next Giveathon would be so that I could call. And so for 10 years, the goal was to try to increase my gift every year as best I could. 
10 years went by and decided to move home, came back to Phoenix area and, and continue to give uh, what I can every year. And I'll continue to do that. I'll just continue to do it for as, as long as I can. Um, I feel like I, would, I did something to help. Not knowing anybody, not knowing who the people were personally, it just felt like that was the right thing to do. I don't know, I just thought when I'm able to give back, I should. For my community, for the state I love, for Phoenix, for parents and children that need the help. Just made it a goal to do it every year. There's so many bad things every day, but there's still a lot of good in people to do good things. Please call now to help the kids forgive a thought. Even if it's just one time, just for today, to help a family in need. in and help. Thank you. How about that? It's a pretty great story right there. That is. That's what it's all about. Pitching in, finding a way to help. Great yeah. cause. No, I love that. Well done, Doc. Really appreciate that right there. Dr. Scott Meyer, what do you say you pick up the phone right now? 602-933-4567. You hear the music, man? You know what that is? There's a match, is there not? Yeah, if you're going to pick up the phone and, and, and call, now would be a good time to do it because Night Swift Transportation is going to match whatever you donate. That's what that sound is right there. So 602-933-4567. If we can just get a few of you to call in right now, it's basically doubling the impact thanks to Night Swift Transportation. So, again, this would be the time to call 602-933-4567. Listen, $20, $20, man, makes you a champion of hope. $20 a month makes you a champion of hope. Or you could just give it a one-time shot at $240, maybe. Maybe you're like Dr. Meyer. Maybe you want to increase what you gave last year. Maybe you've done very, very well this year. Whatever it may be somebody out there listening right now three people four people can give twenty dollars a month you hear the music right now and thank you once again to night swift transportation because they're gonna match whatever you donate your 20 becomes 40 your 40 becomes 80 your 80 becomes how far are you gonna go with? i'm gonna stop <laughs> you started right to there. question your own math you, skills you get it right pick up the phone and call 602-933-4567 and that sounds that's a train. That sound means it's time for the trained teddy bear express. And so there are teddy bears going out to the children of PCH right now. And as Wolf just said, if you become a champion of hope, $20 a month, the teddy bear is going to be delivered to a patient in your name. And you'll receive your choice of a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash. It's a little extra incentive as if you needed it there. You're already doing a great thing and you get a little bit back too as well. All right. We come back, back into football after Preseason game number one, what concerns you about the Cardinals heading into week one in just a couple weeks? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Sold and Kona Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Hi, welcome back to the Wolf and Luke show. One preseason game in the books. I'm excited for this one coming up, Wolf, because A, it's home. B, I mean, if you're going to get excited about a preseason game, it would be the one where you're playing a team that's won 21 games in a row in the Baltimore Ravens. They have won 21 preseason games in a row dating back to 2016. And C, we get to see the Black Helmets, which is... I'm in on the black helmets for sure. You love the black helmet, yes. right? You're talking about the Arizona Cardinals black helmet. Mm-hmm. I want to see him like in a game situation, but yeah. Yeah, a game situation. That's There's be one kind of... floating around the office, and what? let me tell you. Yeah? What? You like it, huh? Ooh, man. I mean, the picture doesn't even do it justice. Where it is, is it? so cool. Well, you know. I don't know. The big boss man's office. Uh, oh, I see yeah, right so there. Yeah, we'll it's very, very that. cool right there. I'll try and get it. It makes me think of Vance Joseph, of course, and one of his greatest sayings of all time, running into the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. I love that right there. How about the only thing better than that is running in the darkness, not into it. See what <laughs> you, you got did there. on your head, and you're just going to hammer somebody. Okay, that's the game of football. Oh, is that too violent for you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the game of football. It's still a very, very aggressive physical game. Get over it. You don't sound very sorry, to be honest. When you say I'm sorry, that sounds like an insincere sorry. I I understand. It is a little bad because it was really, really fun to go out there and tap into that. Tap into the primal side. You step in between those white lines, just go out there and waylay somebody. Act like a savage. I understand you're not going to watch the Hard Knocks of Detroit. Maloney has watched it. I think I think uh, Rick has watched it as well. I've got to start there watching was, it. I have. To. There were, there are a few lines in there where I was like, it feels like Wolf scripted this show. There's a really? few lines in there, and it's not just what, from, from Dan. No, it's it's just from a couple players too. Stuff like that where it's just Chris I mean, Spielman. do Staley? Do Staley's really? got a few? Yeah. Wow. Him and Aaron Glenn going back and forth. Yeah, that's like the highlight of the Detroit season. Okay. The way they coach their, right. their respective parts of the Detroit I Lions. I see. Wow. No, I don't like being evo- emotionally invested in the Lions, but I'm kind of <laughs> getting there. Okay. Uh, all right, the game that happened on uh, on Friday night, Wolf, um, anything stand out to you? Like, we talked about, okay, hey, Victor DiMuchegi was, was fantastic. So and so, like, Greg Dortch was really good. Andy Isabella is solid. But what about guys where you were watching for and they were kind of like, ooh, whoa, there's the black helmet, too. Oh, this my God. Goodness, look this at this. Is fantastic. The, wait, wait a minute. The, the black helmet that has some red flecks. Yeah, I like in the flecks. As well. It's a nice flex. That's really, really cool. It's a fleck flex. Man, check out the bird, too. Yeah. It's got a little bit, yeah. Kind of fades into the, it's the got darkness. A, yeah, it's got a fade. <laughs> Running into the darkness? No. Running in the darkness. That right there, man. I'm going to try that thing on. Haven't had a lid on in a long, long time. Well, it's going to do the second half of the show thing wearing on. this helmet. differently oh, than the leather ones you had. Oh, that's so wow, funny, Mo. I forgot to laugh. You know, that makes up for before when Maloney said something, you were like, what? <laughs> what? Yes, whatever. Um, That's a nice helmet. So, okay, the helmets will not be a concern. What, after one preseason game, can you really have a concern? I mean, can you really have a concern? Well, let me rephrase after it then. one 
preseason game. What did you think of Marco Wilson? And what did you um, think of Zayvon Collins? Oh, uh, okay. Because uh, <laughs> those were the two main okay, guys, I'm right? I'm not going to say it's a concern. I'm not, I'm not saying concern. Okay, I'm just I'm saying, what did you think? I'm going to say it was slightly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Zayvon Collins. Uh, it wasn't Marco Wilson. It was Zayvon Collins. Um, he didn't make any plays. Um, you know, I know he didn't play um, as long as he was supposed to. That was going to play that first full half, and he did not. Uh, but he had an assisted tackle. That basically was it. Yeah. And um, on one play, he, he didn't flash. Now, listen, I'm not going to overreact to this. I'm not. Well, you're linebacker. It's not like the ball's running through you on every play, and you're only playing a few plays. But but I, what you're saying has some, some validity to it. I just have to say, man, I you know, I, I wanted to see him uh, more involved. There's, there's no denying it. And again, they didn't play him nearly as long as I thought they were going to play him. And yet, at the same time, he just, he, he didn't make any plays, Basinonians, and to be a playmaker in the National Football League, the only way to do that is to do it. If Maybe I should phrase it this way, because you're right, I'm not going to overreact to, well, Zayvon Collins didn't make a ton of plays in limited action in his first preseason game of the year. But if the first game of the year was on this Sunday coming up, like if that was it, if that was it for the preseason, training camp is wrapping up, okay, we got Chiefs, Cardinals coming up here in six days. Would you have concerns? Because I, I, I don't I don't look at this Cardinals team and think, oh, it's a finished product. Now, it's not supposed to be yet. You still basically have three and a half weeks to get there. And obviously you're going to improve or hopefully improve over the course of the season. But those first three games, there's not going to be a whole lot of room for growing pains. This goes back to my earlier point of maybe you should get the offense out there for like one series or two because your first three games are the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Rams. If you're sitting there trying to work things out, you're going to start 0-1 or 0-2 or 1-2 or whatever. Yeah. Now, now there were guys that did see an awful lot of action as well, like Ezekiel Turner and Ben Neiman. Um, you know, Ezekiel Turner had four tackles. You know, um, Ben Neiman had uh, six tackles total and three solo tackles on the night. You know, once again, I'm not going to overreact. But I, I have to admit... I was a little disappointed. I wanted to see Zayvon Collins uh, make some plays. Yeah, I, I wanted, to, and when I say plays, I'm talking about tackles. Well, you know, he's playing Mike linebacker. He's right in the middle of the field. I would have liked to have seen him make more tackles. And there was there was one short yardage situation as well where I don't think he used his hands enough to get off the block. I said it on the broadcast as well. He ran in and he was using more of his shoulder. He needs to, whether it's short yardage, whether it's a situation where it's a run or a pass, whatever it may be, Whenever he contacts people, I want to see him squaring up, contacting them, and jacking, using his hands over and over and over. When we had Zavin on, as a matter of fact, when we had him on, he was talking about how he does it before and after every practice. Yeah. 
He works with the sled. Why? Why do you think he's emphasizing that? Because he's got a situation, he's got a problem where he doesn't use his hands enough to get off blocks. And he needs to start doing it. Hopefully, this is going to be a situation where they're going to watch the tape and they're going to be able to reinforce the fact that he needs to continue to get better at that. Well, and you hope, the hope is just, okay, get this guy as many reps as you can. It doesn't really matter in the preseason. What matters is the reps, right? If, 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 if we're looking back and we're saying, yeah, he didn't make a whole lot of plays in that first preseason game or even the second preseason game, but now as we look back in week five of the season, those reps helped him become the player they need him to become, then it's not a big deal. But, you know, kind of to your point, Wolf, when he's out there, in theory, he should be the most talented player on the field, really, because it's not like he's going up against Joe Burrow or Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase isn't running patterns past, you know, his his fellow defenders. And there weren't really a lot of defenders on the field for the Cardinals in that game that you would expect to be starting in week one other than Zayvon Collins. So I'm with you. I'm not concerned yet. I was disappointed maybe the like mildly disappointed is the best way to put it. But if we have another game like that this weekend, it's just going to kind of be like, all right, how, how can you be excited about it until you see him do it in a game? This is going to be really, really good this weekend coming up against the Baltimore Ravens. We all know one thing. The Baltimore Ravens are a super hyper-physical team. Based on they run the ball between the tackles better than anybody other than the Tennessee Titans, better than anybody other than the Titans in the National Football League. They are a very, very physical team, and I would love like to see Zayvon Collins. I would like to see him get a lot of reps in this game because I I think he needs it. He needs to get this experience. He needs those reps, and hopefully, this is going to be a game that we can watch him really emphasize his physicality. Because when you're when you're as big as Zayvon is, you're talking about 260 pounds, man. You got to bring it. You gotta, if you're gonna face a team that likes to run the ball in between the tackles and you're 260 and you're playing Mike Linebacker, man. You ought to be able to make some plays, make some tackles, and hopefully that will happen. I think I'm going to keep this helmet. You think they'll notice if I just walk out of here with this helmet on? Probably. What if I wore it out? Would they be like, oh, Luke must have just worn that in? You're not going to wear it after I wear it. Oh, you're going to slap that thing up. Great. All right, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. That is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.